This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This week's parsha is Parsha's Truma Tafshin Ayin Zayin. The Chumash tells us about the Kalim in order to build the Beis Hamikdash. Of the four primary Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash, there is the Aron, there is the Shulchan, there is the Mizbeach, and there's the Menorah. Interesting. All of these kalim have something in common that the menorah doesn't have. The Pasuk tells us that when you make the menorah, it says, Vasisa menorah zahav tahar, so made out of pure, pure gold, miksha teaseha menorah. It should be beaten out of one piece. And Rashi teaches us that when you make the menorah, you cannot take different pieces of gold, fashion it, and then put it together. What you have to do is you take one block of gold and you build the Menorah from that, which is an extremely difficult thing to do. How is it possible even? It's a very, very difficult thing to do. And all this for wonder, what are we supposed to learn from that? Why would it be that the Torah tells us to go and build the Menorah out of one piece, but we don't have to do that by any other of the Kalim? So it's interesting, there's a morale in Perkyavos, Perik Dal and Mishnah Yudzayin, it says as follows. Rav Shimon Omer, Shleishikisarimhain, there are three crowns. Keser Teira, Keser Kuhuna, and Keser Malchus. And then it says, the Keser Shem Tov Eilal Gabayin. There's a fourth one, which is a Keser Shem Tov, which means having a good name. So he says, all the Kalim and the Mishkan, and the Vesem Migdash and the Mishkan, have a decorative rim around it. The Aron has a decorative rim around it. The Mizbeach has a decorative rim around it. And so does the Shulchan. And therefore, it says that these three Kesarim, the Keser Teir, the Keser Kuhuna, and the Keser Malchus, have to do with the, those in the Mishkan. But it says in the Mishnah, actually, there are three, but really there's a fourth one. It says, the Keser Shem Tov Ola Gaben. Having a good name, that crown is even better than all of them. That is the, morale says, that is for the Menorah. And therefore, Swarm explained the answer as follows. The reason why the Menorah is built by itself is as follows. All these three crowns, for example, Keser Teira. Keser Teira, person, how does he get this Keser Teira? He has to have a good Rebbe. If someone has a good Rebbe, he's able to learn a lot of Teira. He can't do it on his own. What about a Keser Kuhuna? Who can be a Kohen? Only if, how can you be a coin? If you follow the coin, so you can be a coin. What about Kesser Malchus? You have to be born into Shevet Yehuda. Yehuda. You have to be from the family of David. And if you're from the royal family, you can be Kuhuna. You can be a, uh, a king. However, when it comes to Kesser Shemtov, to get a good name, that doesn't come from anybody, that comes from yourself. And that's where the Mishnah says, Rav Shimon Omer, There are three types of crowns. There's Keser Taira, which you have to get from your, with help from your Rebbe. There's Keser Kahuna, which you can only get from your father. And there's Keser Malchus, which you have to be from Shevet Yudah and from the royal family. The Keser Shem Tov, but making a good name, Ola Al Gaben. That's over all of them. Because that you get on your own. Nobody gives you a good name. Takes a lot of hard work and a lot of right decisions, and that's how you get a good name. And that's why the Menorah is the only Kali in the Beis Hamikdash that has to be made 
of itself. Because the other ones get it from someone else. But the Menorah has to be made by itself because that's the Kesar Shem Tov. About 18 years ago, there was a fellow living in Yerushalayim. And he had an interesting minog. Every year, during a Sarsi Mechuva, between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, he would go to Petach Tikva. Because in Petach Tikva, his Rebbe lived there. And before Yom Kippur, he wanted to get a bracha from his Rebbe. One day, one year, it's uh, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and Sarsi Mechuva, he gets on the bus to go to Petach Tikva. About an hour away. And he gets on the bus, it's a full bus. He realizes it's a full bus, and he sees further down that there's one seat available. So he walks to the seat, and he sees over there by the seat that there is a, there's one empty seat, and next to him is sitting an elderly uh, gentleman. <coughs> so he sits down next to him, he makes polite conversation, how are you? And the guy gives him a big smile, I'm doing wonderful. And he sees in his smile, he's missing most of his teeth. He's got like four teeth inside. And he's wondering, he says, what are you so happy about? You're missing four teeth. How could you smile like that? But of course, he didn't say that. That wouldn't be nice. And he just sits down, and he's about to open up his Gemara to learn on the bus. But he thinks to himself, what kind of person am I? I'm sitting here during a Sarsim Chuva, going to visit my Rebbe. I think I'm so from, I'm learning. And I'm thinking about the guy next to me not nice things about him. Like, why is this guy smiling? He's missing all his teeth. He shouldn't be so happy. So he felt a little bad. So he decided to make conversation with him. He introduces himself. And he tells the guy who he is. And he asks him what his name is. And they spoke for about two, three minutes. And then he says, oh, okay. I better start learning. Yom Kippur's coming. And the fellow gives another big smile with his four teeth. And he says, yeah. Here Yom Kippur's going to be easy. So he thought to himself, here Yom Kippur is going to be easy. Yom Kippur is the same everywhere. So he turns to me and says, what do you mean here Yom Kippur is going to be easy? He says, what do you mean? He says, where I come from, Yom Kippur wasn't easy. He says, what are you talking about? He says, it's a long story. So the guy got interesting now. He says, you know, well, we're on the bus for an hour. Go ahead. He says, okay. I used to live in the Soviet Union. I used to live in Russia. And unfortunately, one day, I was arrested. I was caught teaching Torah to some of my friend's children. They brought me to court. I was found guilty. And I was sent to Siberia for eight years. When we got there, we had to work every single day. We got off three times a year for national holidays. We had to work every day, even Shabbos. I tried Shabbos not to work. They threatened to kill me. I had to work. It came close to Yom Kippur. And I said to myself, I don't care what happens. I am fasting on Yom Kippur, and I am not working on Yom Kippur. And my friend said, they're going to kill you. He says, let them kill me. I'm not working on Yom Kippur. So it was two days before Yom Kippur. Me and my friends were discussing what I'm going to do. And one guy says, you know what? If you were sick and you go to the infirmary, you wouldn't have to work. It's not a great idea. So it was Erev Yom Kippur, and we're by work towards the end of the day, and I started screaming and yelling, I'm in pain. And the manager comes over and says, be quiet, get to work. And I said, I can't, I'm in pain, my two-thirds. It's fine, he sent me to the infirmary. I go to the infirmary, and the doctor says, yeah, what are you doing here? 
says, uh, my tooth, my tooth uh, hurts. So the doctor looks at it. What type of doctor do you think this was anyways? He says, oh, I think it's infected. He took a plier and yanks it out. He didn't numb it, didn't freeze it, just yanked out the tooth. You can imagine the pain. It was such terrible pain, I got to stay there the whole next day, which was Yom Kippur. I didn't have to work. And I was so happy. Well, the next year came around, and again it became right before Yom Kippur. I said, well, it worked last year. Let me try it again this year. And once again, I did the same thing. They sent me to the infirmary. I said, my tooth hurts. I point to a different tooth. The guy looks inside, this professional doctor, and he says, oh, I think it's infected. He takes a plier, <laughs> yanks it right out. <laughs> guy says, I was there for Yom Kippur for seven years. All seven years, I didn't work on Yom Kippur, and I fasted on Yom Kippur. It cost me a tooth every year. Now, I'm an earthy stroll, and I get to have Yom Kippur, I get to fast on Yom Kippur, and they don't have to work on Yom Kippur, and they don't have to pull out a tooth. That's why this year Yom Kippur is going to be an easy Yom Kippur. You can imagine what it means to get a Kesser Shem Tov. A person has tests, and Hashem tests us with everything. The question is, how do we react when people are watching, and how do we react when people aren't watching? Every one of us has the ability to get a Kesser Shem Tov. And if we do that, and if we behave properly, and we work on ourselves, and we do everything we're supposed to do, we too can get a Kesser Shem Tov. Have a good Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.